This is Annenberg Radio News. Good evening on this election night, November 2nd, 2010. I'm Madeline Sinto. Here are our top stories throughout the election night. The results keep coming in. Senator Barbara Boxer and Attorney General Jerry Brown are both projected winners for California. Boxer fought off a tough challenge from Republican Carly Fiorina in the race for Senate. Jerry Brown ran against Republican and former eBay CEO Meg Whitman for governor. That's some good news for Democrats, but on the national level, it's another story. Republicans had major political gains. So far, they took six Senate seats away from Democrats. Republicans also took the majority in the House this midterm election. There's still 69 seats in question, but Democrats lost 54 seats. Earlier, we talked to Jackie Levy, who's at the Democratic Party, where Barbara Boxer and Jerry Brown supporters are celebrating. That was Jackie Levy reporting for ATVN and Annenberg Radio from the Democratic Party headquarters. Republicans are gathered in Irvine. Mary Slauson has been there all night, and here's what she had to say about the emotion. The mood is very celebratory. I think that most of the attendees here are really, really excited about this wave of uh, Republican victories across the country. I spoke with uh, one woman who uh, is incredibly excited about returning to the Constitution, and uh, she thinks that the Tea Party really represents that sort of movement. That was Neon Tommy reporter Mary Slauson reporting from the Republican headquarters. L.A. County Supervisor Mark Ridley-Thomas is spending election night visiting Democratic headquarters across the city. Ariel Edwards-Levy talked to him about the race he's watching. A lot of the elections in L.A. are looking pretty much decided. Are there any elections that you're especially waiting for the results for? I'm particularly interested in what's going to happen with the attorney general's race. There is an opportunity to make history uh, yet again with the uh, first African-American and first woman to be a constitutional officer in that particular role. Are there any propositions that you're especially looking at? The one proposition that is of interest, 25, if we can just make it reasonable with respect to the legislature of being able to pass uh, the budget by having it uh, a simple majority rather than a two-thirds vote, uh, I believe we can have much more sanity at the local level. Supervisor Ridley Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Earlier in the night, we checked in with our reporter, Caitlin Parker. She's at the headquarters for Democratic Attorney General nominee Camila Harris. She told the mood at the scene. 
There's a lot of energy here right now. They've had people coming in since the early morning. Right now, there's probably 30 to 40 people here. It's not a huge space, but everyone's in good spirits. They're actually taking a quick dinner break right now, but they've still got people on the phones making final calls before the polls close. Earlier, I spoke to Jamara Harris. She's a full-time volunteer, and this is what she had to say. It has been completely nonstop. Everyone is so excited. I got here at 6 in the morning. Folks are showing up immediately at 7. We open when the polls opened as well. Um, so we've had people phone banking to make sure voters know how to get to the polls, where they need to go, any last-minute information they need. Um, we've had people coming in canvassing. We have folks on the street right now waving honk for Kamala signs. The neighborhood's just so excited about it. I also spoke to the vice chair of the Los Angeles Democratic Party, and her name is Bobby Jean Anderson. It's been hectic today, exciting. The momentum is really building, and uh, I'm just real kind of overwhelmed, but I believe that Kamala's going to be able to pull it off because we've really been getting the voters out. You know, what is probably going to be a close race, and it, we know we may be into the midnight before we'll know the results. People are prepared and ready to be here for a late night if it comes down to it. That was Caitlin Parker at the headquarters for Kamala Harris. We now know that Harris is behind her Republican challenger in the polls. Steve Cooley has a surprising lead in the polls with 50.7 percent of the vote and just 41 percent going to Harris. A voting rights group is reporting widespread voting problems across the country, including California. Sandra Thompson is an attorney and captain at the coalition's Los Angeles office. She told us what some Latino voters told her organization. We've heard reports that um, some of the members of the Latino community have been called with robocalls saying their voting day is tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Uh, we've gotten reports of people being told they can vote online or they can vote by phone, both of which are not correct. The Election Protection Coalition says it's received more than 15,000 calls on issues from machine malfunctions to voter intimidation. We're seeing preliminary results on some of the propositions. Proposition 19, which would legalize marijuana, seems likely to go down in smoke, with 56% voting no and 43% voting yes. And to find out how the measure's supporters are taking the news, we talked to ATVN's Sarah Golden, who's at a Proposition 19 party. I'm currently in the Yes on 19 Victory Party, which is filled with people right now. We're in West Hollywood, and they have white tents set up in the back of a law office. They have a buffet here, and it's just filled with people with food and drinks and smokes. And everybody's spirit seems really high. The general consensus here is that people are still optimistic. They see that only 2% of the votes are in thus far, and they think that when the rest of the 98% are counted, that things will go in their favor. Uh, so I really we don't know what time they're going to call this one way or another. There's a newscast going on right now, and everybody's gathered behind it for NBC News, and I think people are just rallying their support. This is Sarah Golden reporting from the field. Back to you in the studio. And yes, that was Sarah Golden, who was reporting for ATVN and our show from the Proposition 19 party. I also spoke tonight with USC political scientist expert Dan Schnur about the results rolling in so far. 
Tell me, um, what do you think about the election results that have come, been coming in so far? I think the most important result that's come in is from the state of West Virginia, where the Democrats held a Senate seat that Republicans would have needed in order to take control of the United States Senate come next January. And so while it still looks like that Republicans will have a pretty strong majority in the House of Representatives, right now it appears that at least one House of Congress is going to stay with the Democrats. Do you think this means that perhaps the Republicans aren't going to have as much of a sweep as, as many predicted? Um, it still looks like Republicans are going to make major, major gains tonight. It's a little bit early in the evening to predict exactly how much. If everything, absolutely everything, had gone absolutely perfectly, they might have taken the Senate. And it looks like that's not going to happen. But as the numbers come in from the House of Representatives across the rest of the country, it looks like Republicans are still going to realize very major gains. So even without the Senate, it looks like a very different political landscape in Washington, D.C., and a whole new set of political challenges for the president. Like what might some of those challenges be, do you think? You know, for the last two years, Barack Obama has had Democratic majorities in both the House and the Senate. And while he's been able to achieve health care reform and financial reform in some of his other objectives, he's really had to struggle with some of his other uh, policy goals. And with the Republican Congress, even with just the House of Representatives, it's going to be much, much more difficult for him to move forward in a significant way on a policy fronts. Uh, one of the things that the president's going to have to decide is where and how he can compromise with the Republicans. And there's opportunities on issues like education and like trade and even on issues like energy. But that's going to require a pretty major reformulation from just both the White House and from the Republicans. And so you're saying basically the kind of agenda that they're going to be able to push through. Yeah. A lot of things where Republicans and Obama could not agree in the past are pretty much going to move off of the, out of the discussion altogether. But there are at least a few issues where is the possibility for bipartisan compromise. And what Bill Clinton learned when he, the Democrats lost Congress during his first midterm election is that by compromising Republic, with Republicans and working with, with the Republican Party in Congress, Clinton was able to secure his own reelection. That was political expert Dan Snur. Chris Foy listened in on a political forum as participants talked about the success and failures in California's race for governor. Forum participants were USC professors Dan Schnur and Roberto Suro, as well as local college students across campus. The conversation focused on Meg Whitman's self-funded campaign. She has spent a record $141.5 million of her own funds this election. A political science student says that might have hurt her tonight. I think Meg's continuous uh, pushing with the campaign ads and things like that were detriment to her, where Jared Brown can take a step back in one sense. I think she got some very good commercials toward the end. Um, I think you really had the know-how come out. Schnur raised the question about how voters felt about Whitman, a candidate wealthy enough to support herself. Do people vote against a self-funded candidate because they have a lot of money? Or does it reflect more, as, as Max is alluding to, a lack of experience and therefore a lack of familiarity with the system and the process? Soros says that Jerry Brown's familiarity with the political system might have worked to his benefit in showing that he can hold steady under pressure. And this, this is all about withstanding pressure for a long period of time. And I think there's an element to that that happens in some elections, and this may have been one of those. 
where regardless of all of its many qualities, this is it's a really ridiculous human experience to go through. That was our reporter, Chris Foy. Twitter is one way to follow what's going on across the nation. Here's what some people are saying on the Twitterverse. Twitter handler Callie Bird tweeted, Not looking so good, but staying hopeful. We asked her where she's voting from, and she said she's in Ohio voting for the Democrats. She later tweeted, Banking on the West Coast to pull us through. Nixie was tweeting from New Jersey. She tweeted, Anyone else thinking the Tea Party is secretly working for the Democrats to cause the Republican Party to explode? If you want to get into the conversation, tweet us and follow our handle, Annenberg Radio. Well, that's it for our election coverage. Go to AnnenbergRadio.org for all our election stories and analysis. We had help tonight from producers Emily Frost, Ariel Edwards-Levy, and Stephanie Guzman. Our executive producer is Jessica Flores. For all of us here at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Madeline Sinto.